They're a latest fair of old and new songs and songs for the family and kids and great hits of yesteryear. And D-Pop's gonna start the next one off here. And that was the Gun Club with their rendition of Heebie-Jeebies. And that's sourced from a live session they did for Radio Geneva in March of 1983. And it comes from the reissue of the Death Party EP that was put out by Sympathy for the Record Industry in 2004. 
So yeah, it includes a bunch of bonus stuff in addition to, of course, the, the actual Death Party EP. And yeah, that, when did that originally come out? I should have that noted, but I don't. But I can tell you because more or less I think I should. Yeah, it came out in Nigeria as well. How about that? Um, so that's to get this week started. And what else I got for you? I have a bunch of recent finds from Bandcamp as well as revisiting some bands I've played before from that I found on Bandcamp, which I haven't been doing so much of lately. I've just been kind of playing a whole whack of new things but then I was like well you know there's other stuff I can play too so um, yeah I'll get to that I'll uh, do a set of songs pertaining to lodgings in our quest here at the Aman radio show to bring you increasingly pointless and stupid theme sets and uh, of course Zach will be by halfway through for I'm Allowed and we'll talk usual pile of nonsense for 15 or 20 minutes next I will play something by a tour of Austria I seen them play in Ostrava here in the Czech Republic I guess it would have been late 2019 I think that's what it was and they were really great and I only found their stuff online earlier this week and I was equally as impressed by their recordings as I was by their whole live thing. So I'll play a song called Geometry. I think that's how they pronounce it. And this was put out actually almost a year ago, maybe exactly a year ago, um, as a self-release thing that they did. They did, And it's a self-titled kind of job as well. Um, yeah, they said April 20th was the date it came out. So yeah, it's like a year and four days or something. Uh, yeah, so that'll, I guess, get the ball rolling and uh, we'll see what else happens.
That was Light Foils. The song is called Honeydew. Comes from Chambers, which they put out in 2018. It's a self release thing. They're from Chicago. And that is their most recent album to date, so far as I know, at least according to Bandcamp. Uh, also heard Vidro of Sweden, Varga Lida Toppen, from a split with Cancro, which they put out through the Billapest Distro label in 2019. Then, before that, Larry Philipson and the Larry Lee Trio, Bitter Feelings, from a 1965 Kuka single. Uh, then it was Old Pals, Oilman, Adam's Mammoth, and it's. I was looking at their Bandcamp page. Actually, it's it's interesting because the album that contains this song, or at least one of them, um, was released almost a year ago today as well. It was released April 23rd of last year, so a year and a day ago. Um, and that is Tremendous Menace, Expect Excellence, that LP consisting of two of their earlier EPs in the aforementioned title. And anyhow, so yeah, looking at the Adam's Mammoth track page, they have a little write-up that says, Oil men share the cautionary tale of a lonely Paleolithic who finds love when he discovers a carcass in the ice and immediately consummates. He loves the past and he wants it back. In case you were wondering. Uh, So yeah, before Oil Men... I played Auteur, Geometry was the song from their self-titled release that came out last year, and looking at the artwork for that on Bandcamp, it uh, has a logo for something called De Platinfirma Records, which I don't know if it's actually a record label or not. I tried to do a quick Google search for it, but didn't really turn up anything. So, you know, I guess maybe it's not totally self-released, who knows? have to ask them the next time I see them. Um, Plague Survivor is what I'm going to play next. Night Janitor is the song. And wouldn't you know it, this also came out in 2020 as a self-release thing. Um, The month that came out, when was that? What do you know? April? No, no, sorry. I'm reading something else. May of last year. So also... Pretty close in proximity to the old one-year mark, uh, and I was curious as to what they were up to lately. They put out a compilation, a benefit compilation, and it mentions on the page, as of 2021, Plague Survivor is a non-profit music collective slash imprint label. Previously, Plague Survivor was a noise punk band from Denver, Colorado. So if you look at the page uh, for the, what is it, Uh, Perfect Concussion album from which this song I'll play, Night Janitor, is taken. Uh, It lists the contributing band as the Plague Survivor Band. So I don't know if they'll continue to do music or not. It doesn't really say. But anyway, that compilation is pretty cool. There's good stuff on that. I should probably play some stuff from that compilation too. so, yeah, I'll get the Plague Survivor next. Uh, more Bandcamp stuff, more uh, wacky old rock country instrumental nonsense. Zach will be up at the halfway mark for I'm Allowed. And uh, then there's what I was telling you about the Lodgings set. 
four after I talk to Zach. So, uh, yeah, that's it.
Yeah, that was Kam- Kamikaze Nurse. Weeping Bone is the name of that song. That came out in 2019 as a self-released item on their album, Bucky Fleur. So one of those really... How would you describe it? I sh- maybe I should have thought about that. Um, it's one of those albums that's like, you don't realize how much is going on in it until you sit down and just give it some attention, and then it's like, there's a r- whole lot of nutty, nutso stuff happening in all of the songs on that album. I, I listened to it a bunch this week, and it's, yeah, the more you listen to it, the more you realize that it's uh, very intricate and complex, but at the same time, it's deceptive, because if you don't pay that close or such close attention to it, then it might just seem like, oh, you know, it's some kind of cute little alt-rock stuff with a bit of shoegaze thrown in here and there, but no, it's it's really off the wall. Um, they're from Vancouver, and then uh, they've put out, what else, since? Uh, they did a live album that they put out last year as well. Um, and then there's some demos uh, that time to the Bucky Floor record too that they put out earlier in 2019 alright I play Carol Robinson before Kamikaze Nurse uh, Wild Man from a 1964 Landa single also BB and the 6 O'Clock Boys Jigsaw from a 1960 cover records single and that's their version of Pagan Love Song, which is pretty different than the original. I don't know if the reason why the label is called Cover Records has anything to do with the fact that this is a cover or what the story is behind that. It's a silly name for a record label anyway. Um, Nape Neck before that, Demonstrations was a song from their self-titled, self-released 2020 album... They're from Leeds, and that whole record is really good as well. Uh, and what else? Plague Survivor. Yeah, to start Night Janitor from Perfect Concussion put out last year. All right. Got a whole set of stuff to come up that I'm going to start off with Exec. They are from Australia, and there's been a recent reissue of the album from which the song I'm playing comes from uh, that album being titled Biased Advice and it was originally put out in 2016 through Another Dark Age but the reissue comes through Castleface. Uh, they remind me a little bit a little bit of Factrix, uh, Exit Group, Dry, uh, dry Race, sort of just really unusual placement of guitar stuff within the structure of the song. And then they also got a new record coming out soon, too. Uh, It's due out in June called Good Thing They Ripped Up the Carpet. And there's actually a song from that which was posted. I never really got a chance to listen to it yet. I only just found these guys the other day. So I'll have to investigate that for later. But anyhow, uh, yeah, Foreign Lesions is the name of this one. So we'll get to that, and then it's time for some more songs, and then I'll be back to back announce the stuff, and uh, Zach will be by, and then the lodging set. So yeah, 
you know what you're in store for or what's in store for you or however the hell you want to say it. And then if I can get the mouse to work, which is an endeavor in itself these days, I will cue up the next song.
I was going bananas.
from their self-titled EP that came out last year through Yarong and uh, the number or I guess the yeah the number of the song the name of the song is 13 but in Roman numerals uh, what else did I play that's a good question oh yeah Peggy March before that Mala Nishten Teufel on the Bond or Don't Paint the Devil on the Wall from a 1966 RCA Victor single oh yeah I want to mention about Radiant uh, they have a new EP they're working on and if you look at their Facebook page which I'll post a link to later uh, you can read a little bit more about that so that will be good I really like that album um, and yeah Hello to those folks who also uh, left very nice comments about the uh, old Aw Man radio show in general, which was, was very sweet of them to do. Um, yeah, so before Peggy March Gradini, my old pal from Toronto, and uh, Crap Canadian Castle from his album Part of My Syrup that he put out in 2018. Display Homes from Sydney before that, That Won't That Will from ETA put out in 2019 as a self-released item, and Exec from Melbourne, Australia, Foreign Lesions from Biased Advice put out in 2016 originally, and you know, it's time to talk to Zach, like right now. I hope I keep my mailman away from Zach. My friend, how are you? <laughs> oh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. I was just eating some uh, some potato chips, and I thought I'd mention this as it seems to tie in pretty frequently to other topics that we get onto. The brand of the potato chips, it's like a local Czech brand or whatever, it's spelled S-K-A-T-T, so they're, they're scat chips. S-K-A-T-T, wow. <laughs> uh, sign me up. Yeah. I'll right. ask some. I'll send you some in the mail. <laughs> what are what you is, up to? So is that the, uh, oh, not much. I'm not, not, not much. I, uh, I'm, I'm opening up a, a package of, a giant package of ginger candy. Five, five pounds of ginger candy I just got in the mail. Oh, you got ginger candy in the mail. Yeah, ginger candy in the mail, uh-huh. A bulk, like five pounds of it. What's your source? And the, um... Oh, uh, I got it off of, uh, an Amazon seller. Okay. And the um, the mascot for it is one of the most unusual things. I'll have to take a picture of it and send it to you. It's one of the most unusual, like, mascots I've ever seen in my life. It's just uh, it's a green circled head that is appears to be kind of wearing um, sunglasses, but there's no there's no bands to them at all. 
<laughs> and there's a frown going on. There's a very wide red frown going off of this green creature's face's head. Uh, that, that like the the frown is so wide that it actually extends beyond their face and gets wider as it goes on. <laughs> I, th- I don't think I don't think radio is probably spending my time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the the I got this goddamn crazy my mascot for this. For this old timey ginger candy. <laughs> it's a good day for funny snacks, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my stomach is. Uh, I, I have a I have a congenital uh, pancreatic disorder, so my stomach is pretty much always feeling in some in in some fat in some way or shape or form. My stomach is always feeling kind of bad. So, ginger candy for me is actually kind of like a. I get like a, I get the this old kind old timey kind of ginger candy that they make that has really really strong ginger, and uh, it definitely uh, makes it so that I don't throw up, which is something I I I try and avoid when I can and if I can. Seems to make sense to me. <laughs> Actually, I hardly ever throw up. It's so rare that I ever throw up. I'll go a few years usually without it. Um, unfortunately, I, well, I got really drunk maybe a couple weeks ago, and yeah, I got really sick. I think I'm, I just I'm not used to drinking as much, so it just threw me off. But usually, drinking doesn't make me sick at all. <laughs> um, and then the last time I had gotten sick before that and and actually puked was was probably about a year and a half, two years ago prior when. Um, I had done some ketamine in addition to the drinking, and apparently it wasn't particularly good ketamine. It was kind of fucked up. So, yeah, it, it caught me oh, off guard. No. <laughs> yeah, it was a messy situation. And I was at a friend's house and puked all over their house. So, yeah, I, I still feel pretty bad about that. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal. Remember the time that I threw up, uh, threw up blood all over, all over your house? <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, I, I don't blame you for it, though. It happens. Yeah, actually, and, and come to think of it, it wasn't even blood. It was blood capsules. <laughs> yeah, and then that Remember hand I, stayed like, on the wall for, like, I don't know how long <laughs> after her. Until probably, I think even when I moved out, there was a handprint from the bloody capsule like the fake blood capsule on the wall that was still I could still make it out I don't think anybody else could see it at that point it had faded with time and the elements but yeah it was still there <laughs> yeah that was that's probably that's probably one of the last times I've thrown up I may be thrown up once or maybe twice and that's been that's been a while ago that's been what seven seven eight years something like that yeah that's a good record yeah it's, it's not bad I, I it's I've thrown up a couple times since then. I definitely, you know, I, I think that's one of the only times I've ever thrown up from drinking. I've never, like, my stomach, even though I have this congenital, like, malformation of my pancreas, my stomach, is, in general, is pretty strong. Uh, but, um, and even then, I it wasn't actually, I wasn't actually throwing up from drinking. I was throwing up from swallowing those blood capsules so, so goddamn drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't even really throwing up from drinking. I was, I was throwing up from accidentally swallowing those, those blood capsules. 
you're throwing up from an activity that you decided to partake in while you were drinking, but it was not a result of the drinking itself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, drinking definitely played a part in it, and I'm sure it didn't help my stomach at all. But, uh, wow, I, 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 and the sad thing is I really only have a, like a half of a memory of growing up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think That's I was in all that life. great shape either. I, I remember it happened, but I don't really remember the details. Maybe it's for the best, who knows? <laughs> yeah. I remember kicking, I remember kicking James out of our bed. <laughs> yeah. We got back to the, when we got back to your place. James was somehow already there. He beat us there and was somehow in, like, was laying down in that little bed that you had set out for Rick and I. And James was laying there. I just started kicking the bed. I was like, ah, get up. Get up. We're laying down. Get up. Yeah, when that man wants to get to sleep, out. there's not very much that gets in his way. So that's, that's evident. That's amazing. I, I wish I had that quality. <laughs> I, I, it, it takes so much for me to be able to rest. Yeah, it's just something you got or you don't, I suppose. Yeah, no, you're 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 definitely able to do that too. I admire how you're able to just go to sleep whenever you, whenever and wherever you are. Yep, I've uh, what was it? I over the summer got really drunk. Also, I didn't get sick, but I don't know if I ever told you the story. I uh, got home after it was a long ride home that uh, fill up my drummer or the drummer in alpha strategy his dad came and picked us up and brought us back to Prague, and we were probably a couple hours away from here actually so that that was pretty good of him and anyway i was just tanked and i slept in the car no problem and then got out of the car where they dropped me off outside of the house and i managed to find the key to get in through the gate now there are only two keys on that key ring the other one being for the (laughs) house to get in and anyway in the space of I don't know, maybe 20 meters or like, I don't know how many feet that'd be, like 50 feet or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I misplaced the keys. I mean, they were still on me somewhere, but I couldn't find them. I was too drunk to to locate them. So I just decided to sleep outside at at starting at like, you know, 530 in the morning and woke up at like nine or something like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't let that deter me, but I did wake up and then found the keys pretty quickly after I did wake up. So. Yeah, I just just slept on like the step, kind of like the porch thing I got here, and then I don't I don't know if anybody seen me or not. It would have been funny because I was wearing a suit, um, and it was you know probably like early July and the birds were singing and it was just like the middle of the week, like a mo- or like a Monday or something like that. So, yeah, these are the things <laughs> that happen. Yeah, I remember the time we almost went we we almost went to sleep on the ground in Poland in, in the middle of winter because we couldn't find that apartment complex we were supposed to stay at. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, that that would have been, been disastrous. I honestly, <laughs> looking back at that, I honestly don't know if we would have survived that night. It was very cold. We would have been sleeping outside with all of our equipment. Yeah. It, it probably wasn't us thinking too rationally. We were pretty drunk then too, so. Oh, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I can't believe we actually managed to ever find that apartment. That's the shocking thing to me that we were able to ever, we were ever able to successfully do it because it was so we were so drunk and they, this this apartment complex just 
everything looked exactly the same. We only had been given directions to at one time, you know, it wasn't like, and I think we were already drugged by the time we were given directions to it. That's part of the problem. Yeah. Well, it was that, and then you also know, just carrying around all that shit where we had to, all the gears just make it so cumbersome to like try and explore an area. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah. Still I don't know how we, I don't know how we did those stores. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know how we did it. Yeah. Good thing we did. We can't do them now. I could not ever do that again. <laughs> I can say that. I can say that with a, with a fair degree of certainty. I could not do that now. I just mean it based on the COVID thing, but I don't know. Maybe I don't really do. I haven't done the solo thing since you and I did, but um, I think yeah. maybe if I had to, if I could put together a solo thing, I'd be happy with, which I don't know if that, that's kind of the difficult thing. I don't know if I could do that, but I think I could maybe pull off a small train tour. I, I'd try it again, but I'm I'm kind of accustomed to the van way of doing things now too. So, yeah, I just don't. I don't know that. I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm older, you know. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'm still in good physical shape, but I don't know that I'm in the kind of physical shape that's necessary to do something like that anymore. Yeah, and, or even my mental. Even like the the mental shape that actually is it's required for that. I think it'd be made easier a bit in some ways, though. Like how we have smartphones now, and we didn't have anything like that then. And it's, True. yeah, it's yeah, pretty much just show up and try to use a payphone or whatever. So yeah. That does That's true. Help. Yeah. And I mean, we both are a lot more financially stable too, so that would make it a lot easier. We wouldn't have to just constantly be worrying about every cent that we spent and whether we were gonna get paid and all that stuff. I mean obviously that those would be good Yeah, It'd be nice to get paid for sure, but like we wouldn't be like like I, I spent every cent I had going <laughs> on those tours. You know, like I didn't have I didn't have there was no there was there was no leftover money for me at the end of those tours. I, I was I was pouring everything I had into them. Yeah, that made the end of the tour that much bleaker. It's like not only is the tour over, but then you go home, you don't have any money, and you just feel really terrible from yeah treating your body so poorly yeah, for weeks. Yeah, I was just going home and <laughs> totally broke. Yeah, marriage in shambles. <laughs> first, first marriage in shambles. Yeah. Totally broke. <laughs> Paid no money. <laughs> oh boy. What do you got going on yeah, today? Yeah, those were the days. What's that? What else you got going on today other than eating ginger candy? Um, I'm thinking about taking a taking a little drive out of town, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. There's I have I got this really wacky, uh, um, like a map of Ohio called uh, what's it called? Weird Ohio, Hidden Ohio. It's a map. It's a giant map. It takes up like half of one of my walls. Uh, and it shows like <clears throat> uh, like haunted places, close encounters of the third kind, uh, earthworks, strange and Fortean creatures, sacred geography, unexplained or unusual events, crypto explosion areas, covered bridges. So it's just this big giant map of all of Ohio that has all of these different... Uh, kind of weird and wacky things displayed on it 
So, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking about taking a little taking a little drive out of town and doing some exploration. That's I would hope that the stuff that's labeled as unusual events or close encounters of the third kind or whatever. It's stuff that when you get there, then the thing transpires. It's not just something that already happened. I hope the map is that accurate that it can predict <laughs> yeah. the future for you too. Have I ever told you? Have I ever told you about the, about uh, this alien experience that I had like uh, two or three years ago? <laughs> I don't think so. Do we have time? That is, it's a pretty wild story. All right, yeah, let, let's do it. Um, so I went to the Serpent Mounds, uh, which is in, it's kind of, it's just, it's an ancient, uh, Native American earthworks mounds in central rural Ohio, central southern rural Ohio. And I was there, uh, playing music. They have like, uh, I mean, it's, it was a Native American festival, but I was playing music with a, with a, I was playing music essentially behind someone, uh, a Native American lady who was singing there. So I was in her, her backup band and she was close friends with her in general. And, um, so I, I met this Lakota, Lakota Sioux chief there, uh, who was going to do a, like a ritual or a ceremony, I guess it's called after dark at the, at the mound. And uh, he invited me to come, and uh, so he said he he was like he was saying you know like this you 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 will experience you'll you'll meet uh, what he called the, your star brothers or star sisters, uh, you know with this experience I was like yeah right Jack, I mean I, I didn't believe it at all I was I was very 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 skeptical, and. Uh, <clears throat> I was like, oh, what, what do I lose? I'll, I'll go check it out. So I sat with him. What happened, even like the setup to this was pretty, pretty fascinating. So I sat with him on, uh, with him and his, his wife and his daughter. I sat with him on a hill, uh, like leading up to sundown. The ceremony was a sundown, but leading up to sundown, we were sitting on this uh, kind of hill. This is like at the foothills of the Appalachians in the, in the U.S. So it's like starting to be pretty rolling, tall hills. And uh, <clears throat> he was pointing out. He was like, um, "In five minutes, you'll see the purple ship." I was like, "What? Are you, whatever you say, my my man." And then, like, almost to the second, he'd be like, "It's going to come any any moment." And then this really unusual shaped aircraft would pop up and fly in all these really kind of unusual lines and then disappear like that. And you would do that. Like it was all different color ships. So purple ship, red ship, all a lot of different colors. So I, I was definitely starting to make a believer of me. And, uh, so we went from that experience of sitting on top of the uh, hill um, to the ceremony, and the ceremony was—I I, would—I'd have to say the the ceremony did involve peyote. So everybody, everybody took everybody took peyote, and uh, uh, we all sat in the in the oval of this egg that the serpent was 
following, or maybe turtle shell. I don't really know exactly, but at any rate, um, we sat in the oval, and just like everybody was meditating, kind of praying. There is, you know, some kind of ceremony going on in the background. I'm not sure exactly what it's all about. At any rate, um, probably let's, let's say two or three hours after dark, and this was summer, so this would have been like maybe eleven, maybe maybe midnight. Me. Um, these you heard this really, really strange kind of circular sound. Like it was like a, it's like you're sitting in between a row of speakers that are around you. That's how like 3D the sound was. It's like the sound was coming from everywhere and nowhere at once, like encircling you essentially. And it was like, it was like somebody pinging stereo sound kind of. And, uh, and then all of a sudden there were these like, kind of like off in the distance, but still close. It's hard, really hard to explain this, but there were these crafts or ships or aircraft. I don't know exactly what to call them. But anyway, they, they, they let down and, uh, these creatures that I could see kind of from really far off stepped off the, the aircraft. I couldn't exactly make out what they were look like, what they looked like, but it was just like they were really small. I guess is the only thing I, I could say. They were, they were, they were. It was they were really small, and like a kind of like a rabbit or something like that. That type of size. They they came off of this craft. And then I could start hearing what they were communicating in my mind. Like, like they were communicating telepathically, essentially. And, uh, so I, I was like nudged my neighbor. I said, are you, are you hearing this? Do you hear this, what I'm hearing? And I was telling him what I was hearing. And then he would repeat back what he was hearing. And it was like, we were, ha you know, we were hearing the same thing in our heads, essentially, is what we finally determined. And uh, so one of these creatures communicates to the chief. He's like, essentially, it was this. And everybody could hear it, even though it wasn't something that it wasn't like auditory. It wasn't out loud, but it was something that was in everybody's heads. And it was like something along the lines of if you if you stop the disclosing our secrets, we'll, we'll tell you all the secrets of the universe or something along those lines. And, uh, the, 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 like the, uh, the Native American chief, like took a few steps forward and just like bellowed out, fuck you. <laughs> it was really wild. <laughs> So he just like, yeah, he, he just dropped, he just dropped the f bomb at these, at these extraterrestrial creatures, and then it was like all of a sudden they just, the ship didn't take off or anything. It's like they just disappeared. They, they, uh, dematerialized. I guess it's kind of like they, I guess, transported out from being in corporeal reality to just being 
gone almost as soon as he said that. <laughs> they knew when they weren't so. wanted around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I asked him, I said, uh, I asked him ever, I said, why, why'd you, why'd you curse him? He said <laughs> that they were malevolent, that they were like one of the people that they were one of the, like, uh, I guess, I guess there's, according to him, there's a lot of species of, of star brothers and sisters, and, and some of them are malevolent and, like, don't want to be anyone to talk about them because, uh, you know, I guess it exposes their their game or whatever it is. I'm, I'm not sure. That's kind of the, that's the gist of what I got from what he was saying at any rate. But, yeah, that's pretty pretty wild ride. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to say, I, I, <laughs> that wasn't the ending I was expecting from that story, but I think we should probably wrap it up there because <laughs> we're at the 23-minute mark. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to beat that, hard to beat that ending, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, pal. <laughs> All right, my buddy. Well, <laughs> thanks, again for, <laughs> thanks again for having me, and... Uh, yeah, there's a nice little surprise for you. Yeah, I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week. I I can't wait, my friend. I'll be seeing you. Alrighty, be seeing you. Bye bye. All right, goodbye. Don't turn your back on Zach. Watch out for Zach. Wee wee wabba. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna get into the uh, promised lodgings theme set songs pertaining to lodgings uh, that is and start the whole thing with Butch Garner Wayside Inn from a 1959 Luck record single here it is Teardrops in your eyes. Everyone knows your heart is broke, but no one asks you why. The jukebox plays, the liquor flows, the people call you friend. Lonely nights don't seem so long. Someone they've left behind The people there Help you forget You know you never can But it all helps To ease the pain So you'll come back again Dim lights Sad 
You're right on time, Lamekins. Make yourself a drink, baby. No, thanks, Dutch. Who are you, and how did you get in here? I'm the locksmith, and I'm the locksmith. Wer weiß, wer weiß vielleicht 
Hotelromantika. Trying to do too many things at once. 
That was Big Boy Miles, Mickey Mouse Boarding House. Uh, I don't think that was released around the time it was recorded. I was trying to find stuff about it online, and there isn't a lot. I know that it came out on this compilation called Crescent City Bounce, put out by Ace Records in 1986. And then there's other people who did versions of that recording, such as Walter Washington. Um, So yeah, that ends off the lodging set. Before that, Margot Eskin's Hotel Romantica from a 1964 Polydor record. Also, Lee Hazelwood, The Bed from 1968 Lee Hazelwood Industries LHI single. Uh, I get a real kick out of that because <laughs> it has this silly, gratuitous snoring loop in the background of the song. So he's talking about like taking sleeping pills because he misses the other person who used to be in the bed with him. And then... So it's this dark subject matter that's contrasted with this really silly snoring loop that you can hear. Anyway, um, before Lee Hazelwood, Serge Gainsbourg, L'Hotel Particulaire from History de Melody Nelson, put out in 1971 by Phillips, uh, and then to start Butch Garner, Wayside Inn, even though he's talking more about a bar than the inn part of the establishment. Uh, I still thought it was appropriate to put in the lodging set. Uh, So that came out in 1959 on a Luck single. Next, I will play Paranoia's Respawning is the name of the song, and they are from Perth, Australia. This comes from Napalm Springs, which was put out last year by the Halta Skelta label. Uh, And then, yeah, I got a bunch more songs I'll play. Really got to try and jam as much in here as I can before I get to the top of the hour and I gotta get going. So, uh, yeah, paranoias, and uh, I'll come back, back announce the whole works and maybe play one more.
Then how very uncomfortable for you, old chap. <laughs>
Nanzu Great American Trough from their album Wazoo, put out in 2017 by Already Dead Tapes and Records. Then, before that, Structure Doll was the song from their self titled EP released by Harbinger Sound in 2018. Also, Weird Krishna from in or their album Uplavesa. The song was In the Mood, came out this year as a self-release thing. They're from Sweden. And started it with Paranoia's Respawning, taken from Napalm Springs, put it last year. And I'm just running st- through stuff real quick here because I have a very limited amount of time and I uh, want to play one more song for you to close stuff out. And that is Warm Drag's Butch Things. And this was put out by the Six Tons to Chair label uh, as a two-song single, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, th- this is a pretty poppy song, but it's still really cool. I wish that they played more stuff like this on the radio, as in like actual commercial radio instead of the fucking junk that is put on there instead. This kind of thing, like it's so catchy. It's, it's just, it's a great little... Little ditty, good little pop song. So uh, I'll get to that uh, momentarily. Thanks for being here this week. I will most certainly return next week. uh, And I'll post the replay and playlist and all that very, very soon. So, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Bye.
look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.